Greetings, everybody, and welcome to episode three of the Trek Geeks podcast. You'll notice that we're releasing this way ahead of schedule, and that's because we had the opportunity to sit down with Michelle Specht from Star Trek Continues to talk about their latest Kickstarter campaign to raise funds. Um, I think you'll agree when you listen to the episode that Michelle was a fabulous guest. Um, we really enjoyed talking to her, and we love to do all we can to support Star Trek Continues because we think it's the best Star Trek being produced out there right now. So we hope you enjoy episode three with Michelle Specht. So, folks, uh, as previously mentioned, we have gotten a tremendous amount of support and positive feedback since we started the Trek Geeks podcast about a month ago. Uh, it's been overwhelming, and we thank everybody for their comments and suggestions. Um, the ultimate feedback that we can receive as Trek fans, however, is when those who are actively involved in Trek pass along their kind words and offers of encouragement, or as in this special segment here today, are willing to donate their time to sit and talk to us for a few minutes. Uh, with that being said, Bill and I are honored to introduce to the show a person who has two unique distinctions. First, she's the very first guest to appear here on the Trek Geeks podcast. And second, and probably more importantly, uh, from a timeline perspective, her character, Dr. Elise McKenna, is the very first ship's counselor in Star Trek history. Uh, we'd like to welcome the lovely and talented Michelle Speck to Trek Geeks. Michelle, we're just thrilled to have you on the show, and thanks for stopping by. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. What an intro. Wow. I kind of feel really special right now. Thank you. I'm well, so happy to be here. He's been rehearsing that for days. Don't let him fool you. <laughs> it is, Went off without a hitch. It's yeah. been a cloud nine ever since we first started talking, so uh, we're just thrilled to have you on the show. The, we can't say enough about uh, Star Trek Continues. Bill and I have talked about it on each podcast. We love every single episode. Every moment is just fantastic. The attention to detail is something that we've never seen before. And we are just thrilled to have you on to talk about the show, to stop, to talk about Kirkstarter 2.0, of course, which is, uh, the main reason that we wanted to have you on the show. Um, so, uh, I wanted to just turn it over to Bill for a quick moment and then we're just going to get right into it. Well, no pressure here. Um, so Michelle, I have a question for you. Were you in Vegas at the convention this past summer? Yes, I was. Okay, so I actually talked to you and didn't even know it. You did? <laughs> when did you talk to me? So, did you come to the table? No, I was walking through the dealer's room, and you were standing, talking to somebody else, and I noticed you, and I said, wow, you know, your costume looks great. You said, oh, uh, thank you. And, you know, I sort of was paying attention to what I was doing, and I wound up wandering off in my own direction. And then I said to myself, wow, that really she really looked like Michelle from Star Trek Continues. That's amazing. Just like Super a fan. Uh, yeah, Super fan. totally. <laughs> and Can so, I tell you why? Oh, go ahead, please finish. And then, you know, I got outside later, and a buddy of mine's like, "Hey, did you see Doctor McKenna from Star Trek Continues?" I'm like, "Well, you mean the the look like his dude? Are you an idiot? That that was her." 
<laughs> I can raise my hand and say, yeah, Bill, you were, that was an idiot. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I think, number one, the fact that you recognized me in costume in, in any way, shape, or form, whether it be in the moment or 10 minutes after, is awesome. I mean, that convention was so stellar because there were two women there cosplaying as Dr. McKenna. I saw yeah. those pictures recently that you posted. That was amazing. Yeah, and that you were was, actually talking to one of them. That blew me away. Yeah, you I'm were, sorry? You were talking to one of them when I actually oh, yeah. had, had – so I was like, wow, I'm seeing double. This is great. They both look like Dr. McKenna. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was so neat. That I can't I, – I think that as a cosplayer myself, that was the biggest honor ever. So that awesome. was a really great, really great thing to see. That's cool. Now, I will say that I have not yet had the opportunity to visit Vegas conventions. Bill is is working as hard as he can to get me to go to the 50th anniversary, <laughs> and I hope that you all are going to be out there for that one because I will definitely be there if that's the case. <laughs> oh, I sure hope so, too. I hope we'll all be there. Everybody who's listening, let's make plans now. Absolutely. We'll get a room. We'll cram like 30 of us in there. It'll be a party. It'll be a blast. All right. I, I've got a sleeping bag. Let's make it happen. And the first round is on Dan. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, 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 no problem there. I'm, I'm all for that. Um, first things first, Michelle, want to congratulate everyone, you, the cast, the crew, behind the scenes folks for the 2014 best web series at the recent Geeky Awards. That was fantastic. Isn't that just the coolest? Could you tell how excited we were? From your I... awesome phone video, yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Could you believe it was that night the quintessential unprofessional sweet <laughs> moment ever? I totally forgot that I was filming and turned into a 12-year-old girl. Was it great. was ridiculous. It was uh, yeah. I was so happy to see that you guys won it and, and seeing the reaction from you and everybody else, Vic and all the rest of the cast was awesome. It was well-deserved and congratulations. Well, thank you. Thank you. It was a huge honor to be honored at a place called the Geeky Awards. Are you kidding me? And do you, do you see everybody else? What that, that award show more than anything, when we were seeing all the nominees for everything, I was like, man, I got to get up on my game. There is so much stuff that I need to watch and get into. It's amazing what people are out there creating. So for those folks who are into what we're all into as fellow geeks, to honor us in that way, we couldn't, I mean, we were just, it was, it was huge. We were, yeah, we were 12 year old girls. We were 12 year old girls. Awesome. I, I'm not even going to touch that one because Bill's just going <laughs> to run away with it. So I'm, I'll be quiet. Yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> um, one thing I did want to ask you is, um, uh, as we sit and talk today, episode four is a wrap. Uh, it looks like oh, yeah. it's finished on the 19th of January and is in post-production yep. right now. Yep. You probably can't, but I'm going to ask the question anyway. Is there anything special you can tell us about the episode? Gosh, I want to so badly. <laughs> I am the worst. I am the worst secret keeper. I am awful <laughs> with this stuff. And I, I, I want to – I can't even tell you guys how much I wish I could tell you. Uh, um, okay, okay, okay. What can I tell you? What can I tell you? What can I get away with and not get in trouble? And you can't um, say that Vic's wearing the Kirk wrap for the first time because we know that already. No, that's in episode five. Oh, oh okay. You go. okay. All right. We have I started correct. shooting. We're like, we're so gung-ho, guys. We are starting to shoot. Yeah. So that's all I'm going to say about that. That will be in episode five. That's on its way, just to let you know. Um, but episode four, okay, what can I tell you? Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I want to tell you everything, but I can't. So, um, oh, it's going to be horrible and cryptic and leave you, like, feeling... Okay, I'll do my best. Here okay, okay. Okay. Here we go. So, in this episode, let's just say there's going to be um oh, there's going to be <laughs> um Captain Kirk is going to come to terms with some stuff that was never ever addressed over the 3 years 
But um, I think we're taking uh, an element of Kirk's story, several elements of Kirk's story uh, explored in those three years that were touched upon and kind of taking it into uh, a whole new universe with it. There's going to be some resolution and I, I... Oh gosh, am I being cryptic enough? That's devious. Um, I love it. Yeah, it's it's. Um, let me just say, as being, I'll say this: the ship's counselor. I am extremely excited about this this next wow. episode, both personally and as my character. That's awesome. How about that? So, yeah. when is this going to be available? Um. Oh gosh. Do we have a date I, I yet? Well, let's say it's this spring. Okay. Um. I don't know if I can. We have. I don't think I can tell you where <laughs> we we have decided on a convention to premiere this at. Ah. Um, a lot of us will be there in person. Um, it's going to be. I am so excited because this location and this event is kick butt. They are amazing. Um, there's going to be a huge, huge, huge following there of folks who know us and know of what we've done before. So I'm really excited that we're going to be there uh, to premiere it, and it will be this spring. Can I can I say that? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That, okay, that, cool. That's excellent. Oh, we, cool. we can't wait. Uh, it's it's. Uh, I think you was one of them. You announced at the Dallas. Was it at the Dallas convention? That's like, right. The first one was at Phoenix right. Con. Mm-hmm. That was amazing because all we had released were the third, the three vignettes. Yep. So before we even premiered, as we premiered that first very first episode, we sat in this five thousand seat theater that was packed full and premiered it with Nichelle Nichols sitting right next to us, next to our. Uh, uh, Uhura, lovely Kim Stinger who plays um, our Uhura, and uh, sat for hours afterward, about three or four hours, signing posters and meeting people. It was such a wonderful experience. And the second one was at Dallas. And the third episode premiered down in Australia. They flew us down to Australia, and we were in um, Sydney and Perth at the amazing Supernova Pop Culture Conventions. There, we were there for about two weeks. It was incredible. And so, um, yeah, I, you guys, I'm so excited. I, if I had my way, we would be cranking out one of these a month. That, oh. would, be, that would be my dream. That would be that our would... dream, too, honestly. Yes, I, I'm <laughs> dreaming that. I'm dreaming that tonight. I, I guarantee it. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, what, the other, one other thing that I wanted to bring up, of course, everyone knows right now about Kirkstarter 2.0. Um, <laughs> I'm on the page right now, and as of this moment, it looks like it's at about $142,150 with six Woo-hoo! days to go. So yeah. I am, I am going to call it right now on Trek Geeks Podcast that Scotty's Engine Room is happening. I, you guys, it's come on. The it's got to sleeping out in like a little tent out <laughs> in the corridor. It's pathetic. God, he needs an engine room. And let me tell you, we were hoping. I mean, we had great goals, and whatever we reach is going to be, we're going to be so inter- eternally grateful for. But if we can give two more episodes, um, which will be five and six, and um, uh, the engine room, that would be amazing. I mean, that would be a really good year, I think, if we could build that engine room. And get out two more. But, uh, you know, every stretch goal that we reach, if we reach by some miracle, something happens and we go into overdrive and are able to make another, um, another, enough for a third episode, that would be even better. We'll, we'll pull it out this year. That's the thing. Whatever we're able to, to raise this year, that's what we'll produce this year. So it's really kind of up to the fans. We wanted to leave it in, in that arena and we're grateful. I, we can't even believe the support that we have. So we're so excited that people are coming back to the table and, and saying, yeah, let's see more. You guys want to do more than two a year? Great. Here's some money. Let's do it. That's great. Um, I would feel, I guess I feel like the, the amount of views that we've had, which are over 2 million now, um, if even, you know, every person who watched it and enjoyed it would put in two bucks, I mean, we'd be set for 
years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You touched on it very quickly, but um, obviously your reaction is fantastic and just what everybody who loves the show likes to hear. What's the rest of the cast reaction been, Vic and Chris and everybody else? Well, they're just grateful. I think that kind of sums up everybody. We're extremely, extremely grateful. We're very appreciative. We had, you know, like we said, we set those stretch goals as high as 275,000. We're like, you, if, if people are into it, we will produce it. So, uh, you know, we, we hope um, that we can reach the engine room level, if not even beyond, perhaps. Um, you know, the more that we have in, in the bank able to do it, because we are a nonprofit. So every dollar, I hope people know that, every dollar that's donated goes directly into the production. No one's making money here. In fact, we're all losing money. Um, we take our vacation days. We take time away from work, from income that we could be earning there to devote to this. So um, uh, no one's getting rich off of it. Every dollar that goes into it is accounted for um, legally, and everyone can look that up and kind of find out where it's going. <laughs> um, every dollar goes into making more episodes. So the, whatever we have, we'll, we'll use it until it runs out, and then we'll ra- hopefully raise some more. Um, and, you know, it's just a time-consuming process to do a, a good fundraiser, to actually follow through on everything to really um, to follow through on all the on the reward levels and all that good stuff. So that in and of itself takes is like a full time job for a few people. Sure. So um, doing that takes up time. So uh, that was another thing. We're just hoping whatever we raise now means we won't have to do that for a longer period of time. So we're just incredibly grateful. That's awesome. I got to say, Bill and I are both happy contributors, of course, Um, and we have done or I I think we've both done the same level. But I'll tell you by you coming on the show and being as energetic as you are. Um, I can tell you that I certainly know who I'm going to be asking for an autographed picture of. Vic just lost because you're getting (laughs) the best. You failed <laughs> again. My weirdness won. I gotta tell you, just go with the weird. Go, That's right. Go with the weird. Thank you. That is an honor. Woo-hoo! Oh, I'm, I'm looking forward to that request once the uh, once the process kicks in. Only along as when, when you take it, you take it with a hug. Absolutely. Hug. hug comes along. All right. Um, Bill, I know that you had a couple questions too. Um, we got a couple more for you, uh, Michelle, and. Um, uh, Spark it up, man! All right, uh, <laughs> uh, Michelle. As an actress, you know you're you're playing in a legendary sandbox here, and and these are characters that are all pop culture icons. You're bringing a new regular to that that set. Is that is that a challenge as an actor? It's terrifying. I am not going to lie to you. It is absolutely terrifying. Because let's be honest, this is an inc- I mean, this is the, this is what started it all. This is what started it all, as far as I'm concerned. This is what started this nation's love affair with this, um, with this, in my opinion, in my humble opinion, and I'm sure there are many people that will disagree. Um, you know, Britain has Doctor Who. We've got Star Trek. This is the longest kind of most beloved um, universe that's kind of started it all, in my opinion. So, and it's all about Kirk, Spock, and McCoy. So trying to, number one, introduce uh, a new character into it, I just hope... Um, I just hope everybody who watches it sees the amount of love and respect that we have for this universe, for all the characters, for what is intrinsic about it and what is elemental about it, that we're not trying to, um, we did not want her to feel like any kind of a shoehorn being pushed in there in any way, shape or form. Um, it, it really is all about Kirk, Spock and McCoy and it's all about story and it's all about hitting on those ideas that the original Trek did. Yes, it was an adventure story, but at the heart of it, it was about 
ethical dilemmas. It was about aspiring to the greatest parts of our humanity. It created a future that we all wanted to be a part of. We wanted to be a part of. It is not a dark and and dreary future that, that Star Trek gave us. It is one that lifted us up, that showed us um, a view of the universe and a view of humanity that we were incredibly excited to be a part of. So having stories that um, really mean something, that challenge those moral and ethical questions, that bring in the humor and that relationship of the trifecta, um, that uh, challenge who we are as human beings and how we look at ourselves and the world. It, that That is what is most elemental. So we just wanted her to be a complement to that. And um, I, I just hope when folks watch that, they can see that and they can see the love that we approached all of this with and how much respect we have for it. And that she is, um, you know, a wonderful auxiliary character, an additional voice that just has something interesting to add into this already wonderful mix. I, I'm sure that you weren't making your own Star Trek home movies as a kid like Vic was. But... <laughs> <laughs> but what are your first memories of, of, of watching Star Trek for the first time? When did you finally realize, hey, you know, I really kind of dig this? I grew up, my, my first love, of course, I saw the original series as a kid in kind of reruns off and on. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought it was neat, but as a young, young kid, it didn't really grab me until uh, the next generation came on. Next gen, next gen, next gen. I... I love Next Gen. That is what I grew up on. And yes, there were other wonderful auxiliary shows that also explored other parts of the Star Trek universe. But for me, just like so many people who grew up on the original series, what kind of made so much of who I am is is built into Next Generation. And let me tell you, Deanna Troy is my favorite character of all time. All right. I was going to ask you that. You just oh killed me. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, and, and here, oh gosh, oh my gosh, you guys, you guys, you guys. Okay, so we're like friends with Marina now. Do you know this? This blows my mind. That's awesome. Okay. Awesome. It is, because Vic does, you know, Vic is very well known and has a really, really well-established fan base with his voice work. Yeah. He does, he has for a number of years been making regular appearances at, at pop culture conventions. And his event manager is the same event manager as Bill Shatner, as Leonard Nimoy as all of the next-gen folks. So when he makes appearances, they all kind of hang out together and they go out to dinner together. So the first time I visited a convention that he was doing with all of the next-gen folks, I nearly, I, I, first of all, I deserve an Oscar because <laughs> I appeared like a total normal human being. I was calm. I was wit I was normal. I was witty. I even made them laugh. And inside, I was l losing my mind. So you're <laughs> saying that there have been times where Vic and Bill are at the same function, having dinner at the same table? Oh, yeah. I oh, would they, have a brain aneurysm right on oh, the spot. <laughs> they have actually had several dinners, just he and Bill. Several dinners. Vic visits him at his, um, has visited him uh, several times at his um, office out here in Studio City. Like, they are, you know... They're, they're buddies. They know each other. They hug every time they see each other. They chat. They have dinner whenever they make appearances at events. And Vic, I mean, Vic de deserves an Oscar for that. Like, oh, are, oh, yeah. Oh, he is like, you know, <laughs> it is, it is. But just if you ever catch him on his own, just ask him what that's like. And you'll see him again turn into a 12-year-old girl. <laughs> and sweet about what and how it is amazing that he is spending time personally with his absolute childhood hero. Absolute childhood hero. It made him... Star Trek made him who he was. Yeah. And I think that's what people who really love the original series will see when they watch Star Trek Continues, that the people who are making this were literally formed by it. It is intrinsic 
to who they are. It created so much of who they are. It aspired them to either become scientists or go into entertainment, to go into technology. I just feel like it is uh, the genesis of so much of who we are just as a people and as a culture. So, um, yeah, it's, um, it's such an amazing thing. It's such an amazing, I can't believe we're doing this. You guys, I just can't believe we're doing this. It's like a dream come true for us. Oh, it's amazing. And other people are enjoying it and that other people are as crazy as we are. <laughs> like there are people out there that are as crazy that will go to Germany to find a, um, a fabric blender person who will weave the fabric so we can get the sick bay fabric to look exactly right. Like we're the, we're that kind of crazy. And there are people out there that are also that kind of crazy and appreciate it. I, that's the key. People appreciate it. One of the things that I found absolutely f- phenomenal is is the side-by-side video that you folks have on the Star Trek Continues website of the final scene of Mirror Mirror and yes. the first scene of your episode. The attention to detail is 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 unlike anything I've ever seen. And it is, it is it just shows that level of perfection that you guys demand when you're doing the show. And I'll tell you, we appreciate it more than you guys could ever probably ever realize but as fans yourself you probably do realize it i hope well i'm just so glad to hear it thank you every time we hear it it just it um you know it makes the crazy pay off (laughs) 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 it makes the crazy pay off a little bit and and if anyone who's ever um you know loves something as much as this you know every every little thing matters every little thing matters and i gotta tell you our dp uh matt Busey, uh he his lighting to me I mean, it would not be half of what it is without his, cause Star, I mean, Star Trek is all about the lighting. You can build those sets and you can get us on there, but if it doesn't look like Star Trek, it's not Star Trek. And, and he has really found a way to capture the look of Star Trek, even in the framing. But you know, we're the kind of crazy who shoots it in four by three because that's what the original was shot in. Exactly. Come on, let's do it. That's right. You you mentioned something. We've got a couple more questions for you, and we really appreciate the time you spent so far. You actually you actually um, hinted on this a few minutes ago. Um, the idea of the ship's counselor, of course, was introduced mm-hmm. in the next generation with Deanna, and then your character, based on the time frame of, of Star Trek Continues, actually introduces Doctor McKenna as the first counselor in the Star Trek universe. Yeah. So. Did you do any research before you started the role or did you actually speak with Marina? I know that she's been, she was the computer voice in episode one and, and you said she that will be. she will be, she was in episode two and she'll yep. be in four and five as well. Yeah. Excellent. That's great. Yep. Did you actually have any discussion about the role and, and being the counselor or is it just something that you've, you've done on your own? I, um, I, honestly, I talked a lot with Vic about it before we even started this whole thing. Um, because the whole reason this exists is because Vic has Star Trek running in his veins. Um, and he knew this better than anyone. He, he, you know, he's the kind of kid, and I'm sure many of your listeners or you, even you guys might relate. He used to tape, the, hold a cassette tape up to the television set and record every episode. And then he would play the tapes underneath his pillow every night as he went to sleep. <laughs> he knows every episode word for word. He, um, so I, I felt like because this was his baby, I wanted to really make sure that what I was thinking along the lines of introducing this kind of the first character in this pilot program of a, of a ship's counselor was going to be in tune with what he was thinking. Um, he, it was such a delicate thing. I, I didn't talk to Marina about it. Not, not before we started. I've talked to her after, but not before. Um, I think in my mind, 
in my mind, I, I know uh, Mr. Roddenberry got a chance to expand upon this idea about more uh, about her, obviously Deanna Troy, and more f- female roles uh, on board in in um, Next Generation with even Dr. Crusher and, and several other characters, obviously in the subsequent series. Um, I felt like Sally Kellerman in the first episode. Wow. Um, you know, she was kind of in my mind. She is the seed planted for this type of role. And then we leap ahead to Next Generation, and we have Deanna Troy. So in between there, I, I really feel like um, Dr. McKenna is the bridge between those two. If Roddenberry had had a fourth and fifth season, if he had brought about this character in this pilot program, what would she be like? How can she fit into the original Star Trek universe, which was a product of its time culturally, um, and now this show that we're bringing back to life, but we are a product of our time? culturally. So there's going to be a little bit of flux going on there. And there's going to be, I like the idea, I'll be honest with you, the most um, satisfactory kind of, uh, the sense of satisfactory that I feel greatest is when I receive emails from dads, dads who grew up on Star Trek as a kid, who now have daughters and want to share with them their love of Star Trek and now have more than one female for their daughters to look up to in this universe that shaped who they are. So having Uhura having Dr. McKenna, having female voices there in leadership roles in this beloved universe that they grew up in to share with their, with the young women in their lives, um, how much joy that brings to them. To me, that's, I can't imagine a greater, a greater compliment to receive than that. So getting back to your original question, I talked to Vic mostly. And also in my mind, I had to make a bridge to approach it as respectfully and thoughtfully as I could. And for me, um, it was Sally Kellerman and Deanna Troy and being the bridge between those two. Well, I can say you certainly hit it out of the, bar- the park. I mean, it's been it's been fantastic to watch. Um, the energy level that you bring uh, to every scene that you're in uh, is just is just right up there, and uh, you've done a, a fantastic job. One thing that um, I wanted to point out as you're talking about how important um, the reaction of people is to you and everyone else involved in the show is 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 what Rod Roddenberry said uh, after one of the screenings, saying that he feels that. Gene would consider your show official Star Trek canon. Yes, that is yes. that's amazing to me. That is, He's, I, I, we, I, 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 yeah, yeah. I, I nearly threw up. I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> it was, it was so, it was such a big deal. I, yeah, I lost my breath and got a little, got a little, yeah, got a little bit clumped. It was, um, it was incredible. To, and he said, he said that on numerous occasions after Lolani, I think, was the first time that he really right. said it publicly. And contacted Vic, and he and Vic have been di- a dialogue regularly. They're friends now, and um, Rod's actually been tweeting about our Kickstarter. Yes, um, saw that. It was great. So he's, you know, he to have his support, knowing the legacy that he himself is carrying on in his father's tradition, to have his support and endorsement. I, I, I seriously cannot think of any higher praise. There, there is no higher praise than that. There is no higher praise. That's fantastic. Well, I'll tell you what, Michelle. Um, it has been fantastic talking to you, uh, getting your whole uh, – how you see things from your side of the camera as to what we see on the screen. Um, is there um, – can you give us uh, details of where people can go if they want to donate to Kirkstarter um, and uh, what site you have available in regards to Star Trek Continues itself? Oh, sure. They can actually find all the information they might need about our show and the Kickstarter at the Star Trek Continues website, which is it's, – it's really complicated. Are you ready? Here we go. Ready for this bill? This Are you ready? Yeah. Bill. I think okay. I need to take copious to, notes. Yeah, you're gonna have to take copious notes. <laughs> www. 
Star Trek Continues.com. So I, it's hard to, I know it's hard to find, but it, that's, you can go there and see everything. You can see all of our current episodes. You can see um, the link to the Kickstarter. You can see all the reward levels, which are, I got to tell you, they are kick butt. What we have off they are. there, we've yes. got some really, really cool stuff. Um, and yeah, just really, really cool stuff. So, um, yeah, just go on up there and it, you can even search Kickstarter for, um, Kirkstarter 2.0 or Star Trek Continues, the website, and you'll find us. Uh, it's going on through Sunday night. So, um, it's going through, uh, it ends on Monday, very early Monday morning, um, the 16th, February 16th. So we have the rest of this week through Valentine's Day weekend. So if, if Star Trek ever touched your heart. <laughs> Maybe we could be your Valentine. I tried to talk my wife into letting me do the ultimate level so that I could have a walk on on the show, and that didn't go over too well. Oh, man. <laughs> that would be so cool. We've had, let me tell you, and you'll see, you'll see really when we can finally release these episodes. When we shot uh, most recently and we had our um, Kirkstarter supporters on there, it is such a blast to have those guys on there because they're like us, you know? Oh, yeah. They're just like us, crazy Star Trek geeks. So. And what I love about all of our shoots are if you're ever able to come down or ever anyone ever considering doing that level, we have, we're such a tight group now. We shoot very efficiently. We're done by usually by 6 p.m. Then we all go out to dinner together and then we all hang out in hotel lobby rooms together until late at night. And then we all go to sleep and then get up early and come back and do it again. And it's amazing. So we have a ball and our, our Kirkstarter supporters who came down this last episode had an absolute ball. We had such a ball with them, getting them in a costume, getting them through makeup getting them on the set so and hanging cool. out with them take all the pictures it was just a, it was just a blast wow so if anyone's thinking about it let me tell you it's a party <laughs> wow that's fantastic now for you personally um is there any um uh aspects in social media that people can uh look you up on and and contact you uh as a fan sure well i have a website uh michellespec.com pretty simple uh, michelle's with one L in case that's, you know, you got that bill? I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> and so Michellespect.com, but I'm also on Twitter, Michelle Speck, and I'm on Facebook, Michelle Speck actress. I'm seeing a trend <laughs> here. Actress after there. <laughs> yeah. Like it has actress. I have to like name the page and I did. So it's actress. Uh, but yeah, love. And we, I, I get to post because I'm a little goofy. What I post up there tends to be a little on the sillier side, and like I'll I'll post the behind the scenes bloopers and funny pictures and funny anecdotes because that's just the part that I really enjoy. So it's uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Come and find me. Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what, Michelle, uh, um, this has been a treat um, for the first guest of the show to be someone uh, so involved in such a great project. We cannot thank you enough for coming on and spending a little bit of time with us. Are you kidding? I, I can't thank you enough for watching and for enjoying it and for even asking me. Thank you for letting me come here and literally babble. <laughs> <laughs> anytime well, you want to come you back. What, you are welcome anytime on the show. As other episodes are released, you may hear from me again. <laughs> oh, please, please. I'd love to. I can't, I cannot wait for you to see. I, I can't wait. I can't wait for you to see Colin Baker in this next episode. I can't wait. You're going to love it. And, and, oh, I can't, I can't say anything. Dang it. I can't think anything about episode five, but episode five is going to be a new first too. There's going to be a new, there's a new first in episode four and a new first in episode five. Oh it's really man. Exciting. Fantastic. We cannot wait to see it. Uh, once again, Michelle Speck, thank you so much for joining us here on the Trek Geeks podcast. Thanks for having me guys. Thanks for listening, everybody.